Hello and welcome to another episode of Chris Talks Music. I'm your host Chris Hallam and today I'll be speaking to the Sheffield band Sheafs, who recently announced their signing to Modern Sky UK with the release of a previous single, En Route Distress, which is a pummeling four minutes of post-punk mastery. It sets the tone for what's set to be a very exciting year for the band. They released their debut album, A Happy Medium, on the 15th of July. I'd recommend you go and check it out. It is a riveting piece of music. It's Seriously, it's, it just starts off frenetic. So I'd like to begin with the song En Route Distress, just to give us a good old drive before we get into our conversation. Enjoy the show. thing is it's like for me it's like i don't care about the genre of music i just love music can you hear us all right lawrence i think so can you hear yeah. me yeah yeah we've got you we've got you three two oh, one that was such, room. such a nuisance that oh my god sorry about 
sorry about being late guys oh, don't worry about it it's life's for stressing not these kinds of things it's just just have a <laughs> chat talk about music and yeah talk about you you guys and your journey and your new album obviously as well so ultimately we'll end on a happy medium pun intended uh, <laughs> see what you did there ah uh, well you know i mean um it's it's um these lines don't write themselves do you know what i mean i've just, just got to have this charisma or something like that <laughs> <laughs> something along them lines so how are you lawrence <laughs> Uh, I'm all right, thank you, Chris. Yeah, a little bit stressful. I just uh, just dropped my sister off um, at the station, so I was zooming to get there and get back in time. Um, and then when I did get back, just now nothing seemed to to go to plan. So um, yeah, I'm good though. I'm uh, I'm I'm good now. How's uh how long have you guys been on the call for? Did you were you on were you both dead on seven? Well, well, we didn't have DMC's beers before finished. we started. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. like we've we <laughs> we entered this you... conversation as embryos, and we've now just passed puberty and we've grown beards and stuff. So, <laughs> missed out, um, mate. Yeah, no, I'm sure you. I'm sure you were in a uh, in good hands with with Christopher here. So yeah, yeah. no. Uh, well, we started a new no podcast. It's called the Two Chrises now. So um, okay, yeah, big plans. Big plans, yeah. Huge, massive, massive, really. Um, Destined for greatness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, you guys, were you recently in Berlin? Yeah. Yes, we played. Uh, we played this motorbike festival over there, um, which was really cool. And uh, the Pixies are supposed to headline the festival, which we were all very excited about. And then, just when you thought COVID totally. Um, done done its damage it, it kind of came back and uh and unfortunately one of them got it and they couldn't perform so we were we were gutted because i guess half the thrill was to to kind of watch them play in in a way yeah they're one of the the bands on the tick list really aren't they that you do kind I know, of want yeah. to see i was mm. gonna um i was hoping to get to tram lines this year and i i got it um covid as well oh, and that messed you? me up yeah so unfortunately i wasn't able to make it this time and you were there weren't you yeah how yeah, was it that was that was great for us yeah we, i feel like I feel like we got the best set time we could possibly have gotten across the weekend really so we played at three o'clock on the saturday at the um the the tother stage um and it was just like a really nice time in terms of like the set and it didn't really clash with many people and it just felt like the stars had aligned so people could come and see us and we were able to draw a pretty big crowd so i think we were all kind of taken away by it to be honest with you i want to make one last joke here i guess it was a happy medium wasn't it <laughs> sorry more than a happy medium i think no it's oh. good three o'clock slot is good because you've got people coming in looking for a good time yeah. and they're not too drunk and everyone's in good spirits and that's the bit where people really listen to the music rather than kind of just um sway along to the feel and the vibes so that was good i think, I think we felt that we felt that quite a lot as well i think it was we've, we've had the fortune of playing on on a few bigger stages in the past um but i think there's something about this one which felt good where we actually went 
just before the set started and we, we kind of it's almost like it's turned into some sort of tradition but for us I think it was more of a comfort blanket in terms of giving people like business cards or cards just to say when we were playing and, and where we were and stuff and we went out about an hour before yeah and uh everyone I don't know about you Chris but loads of people I was giving cards to were already saying like oh yeah we've 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 heard of you no we're, we're coming to we're coming to the stage anyway like we're coming to watch you anyway so from from that morning of bricking it because seeing how big the actual stage was and and shitting yourself thinking it wasn't going to be full um and then that kind of nice reassuring moment of people say oh no we're actually we're actually going to come and watch you uh like play that was that was a real nice nice moment so that big stage that we did play it felt it felt like a lot of people knew who we were but maybe hadn't seen us before which is i guess crucial when you're trying to um trying to get a name for yourself especially with the first album coming out yeah that's good i mean it's like i mean you've been around for a while as is though haven't you um i remember yeah you, yeah you guys doing a set at the harley r.i.p the harley years ago mm. and plug as well remember it's all yeah, changed, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. So um, it's all changed, yeah. But like, um, you have it's it's. I think the one thing is because I didn't live in Sheffield for so many years. I left in like two thousand and four. Came back twenty twenty, just before COVID hit. And it's it was always nice to kind of, not say go away, but having been away and then coming back and then seeing stuff going on, but then also seeing some of the names that you've seen years ago. Um, and just seeing the growth and seeing the the prevalence of the music um and it's it's just nice because it's it's nice to see that people haven't given up or they've not packed it in and I had friends who were in bands and stuff and they kind of faded away over time unfortunately and quite a few people still do music but just seeing you guys now having finally released a debut album um, when did that come out? What date was that? Was that like... Mm, was it, that was July, wasn't it? It was July, yeah. I um, can't remember the exact date. It was like mid-July, I think. Uh, 15th. Um, I think it was the 15th. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, the 15th. 15th, yeah. And then... Um, um, yeah. But yeah, I think, I think in terms of the kind of things you were saying there, people fading away with the bands, obviously it's been a really hard time for bands um especially during that pandemic so i think it was kind of like sink or swim for a lot of people whether they were gonna gonna keep it going or come out the other side with stuff to to go with and i think a lot of people probably did try and write things but even when you come out the other side it's them putting it into action so i I just think we were really determined it almost gave us the kick up the arse we needed to actually go do that album uh, which you quite rightly said, you know, we've finally gotten around to bringing one out. So that pandemic really did, like, it was like the catalyst, basically, for us to kind of get that going. Yeah. And how did you find that um, that process of, of recording your kind of your full album? It was something quite new to us, I think. Sorry, first, that's uh... my dog. Oh, it's okay. all good. <laughs> I've got two German shepherds roaming around, so there might be the odd bar. <laughs> no, it's all good. No, it's something very new to us, I guess, because we'd come from a background of writing 
songs and I guess the most complete form of work that we'd ever done was an EP um, and even then when we wrote the EP a lot of the songs were written um, with a lot of space in between them and certainly not written as a collection of um, a collective of work or um, whatever and I think it certainly changed we had to kind of change perspective and it changed our viewpoint on how we write music and will write music in the future um and it's yeah it was I think a lot more I guess like therapeutic in a way because you're not trying to put everything into one song you're trying to spread it over a collection of them um I, I yeah I, I think that's probably the best way I can describe it um I don't know if you want to add to that Chris at all I'll probably describe that pretty badly I think in terms of the actual recording of it that you asked about Chris I think that process was actually very very smooth um going to record the album was something that I think personally I had a few like not doubts about but you know like little things that because we hadn't been in a studio that long before um so to we, we did the whole album in about 10 days um so to spend that much time in the studio was an interesting thing to think about before we got in there but as soon as we got in there and we worked with the producer who we hadn't worked with before it was great it was like really smooth everybody got on really well and we were just unbelievably productive during that time um so the recording part was actually really nice and we were so well set up i think would you agree lawrence with the songs before we even got in there so it made that a lot easier I don't know if he's frozen there. I I don't know if it was a dramatic pause. Has I do think he has actually frozen. He might pop back in in a second. It did but... feel like a dramatic pause to start with. It did, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean. Oh dear. Yeah, I think I think he'll he's he's just experiencing issues with the um the internet. Not obviously. Oh, he's but... back. Yeah, he's, he back. he's back. Yeah. Oh, I can actually see you now, Chris, as well. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, I had this little swipey thing that I forgot to swipe across, and it was covering my camera just in case I was not nude or anything. So, um, <laughs> sorry, guys, I'm fully dressed. Um, but um, he's frozen again. Yeah, it's frozen again. It's yeah. dramatic as well, isn't it? Like that, yeah. the way he's frozen. It's just Lawrence is just constantly in a state of like musing and pondering, just questioning life. <laughs> That's a really funny. Snapshot those. It is. You're gonna you're gonna screenshot it. Oh, nah. Could I? Nah. Of course you can. Why not? We get yeah, it. We got it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know if you want to move on to the next. I don't know what's what's next, but we could wait. But the, for the, there isn't. I don't think there's anything next per se. I mean, it's like it's just more a case of just being intrigued, really, by how you found the press. That was Adrian Bushby, wasn't it? He's won two Grammys, so mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's I mean, that's a great pedigree to be able to be working with somebody like that, isn't it? And the experiences and the um, what you can gain from that as well going forward, not just been in that moment anyways and then you had the single millennial that came out 14th of april i have to mention that because that was my birthday um so oh, thanks nice. for the gift guys um <laughs> i really no appreciate it um and yeah that was um because the thing is traditionally your music it was um it has always had undercurrents of uh, well it's always been quite political and uh, one second, Lewis is waiting to come back in. And 
do you think the music is still very political now? It's always a weird one, that, because it might come across as political in the past, but I don't think... I'd... Let's hear this one from... Let's make sure Jesus. Lawrence can hear this. Jesus okay. Christ, can, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right, yeah. you're on my phone now. That's actually better quality, to be honest. Yeah, is it's it? better, yeah. yeah. I, mate, my laptop is ancient, so... So Chris um, was just asking about yeah. with our older songs they were uh-huh. they were they they were political. So do we think the new stuff is down that is that that's basically what you're asking, isn't it, Chris? Whether the yeah, new it's stuff kind is of a kind label, of down... wasn't it, that was given to you guys and then you kind of had the this is not a protest that was like quite synonymous with you guys early on. Mm. Um and I mean, I do know that you did say that your music was never really written with that kind of approach in mind. Um, But the thing is, I think, as millennials, um, I don't think you can really get away from the fact that politics is such this um, omnipresent, looming cloud in our lives in many ways. And do you try and avoid entering that within the music or does it just naturally just seep in due to your frustrations and everything? I think we never really have those conversations about specifically talking about political things. There might be some listeners may create their own narrative and think that some things lead down that path, but the whole thing with the album and the, you know, the a happy medium is basically about me and Lawrence like to explore themes that are around people's lives really and yeah. our lives in terms of how people exist and how they manage their lives and how the struggles can come into that so it's it's more tapping into to that world rather than like the political stuff but you know songs like millennial and obviously you reference this not a protest which back in the day probably did feel quite political but um this album is is more away from that and it's it's more down the road of you know it's it's how people manage this weird world that we're in right now i think would you agree yeah. there lawrence I, I i think maybe a little bit disagreeing on the way that i think it's impossible to talk about how things can affect our lives without even if it's like a secondary measure having some influence from that political viewpoint like you said about millennials even the song vacancy was quite strongly directed in that frustration of how that balance between being content and that pursuit of being content so yeah i i maybe 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 more from a secondary angle rather than putting your finger on it if that makes sense but i think especially i think probably millennials and vacancy i think that 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 kind of really feels uh to me i i can feel that kind of frustration in in the way of living or maybe the way that we are forced to to live in that in that in that right where you're constantly pursuing something that you think or you think you're supposed to to pursue which i don't know maybe intrinsically intrinsically it comes from um there's definitely like a political angle there but yeah. Like Chris said, though, it's not something that we've kind of gone, okay, well, let's let's write a song about um, politics and, like, 
um, yeah, anything direct, so to speak. I think you encapsulated it both, though, when you kind of said that you write about the feelings and kind of um, people as a whole, really. it's um, You might not necessarily um, write songs with the aim of kind of having politics as a, a theme or a, a kind of enduring narrative throughout but there's an awareness there isn't there i mean like you do like you said in the song vacancy with the lines disregard for wider culture it feels sad to me and the four walls inside one island um yeah it, and how can that how like i always think with words like that how can it not be influenced by by those means um in order to kind of get that wider perspective and and think about everything yeah as one in a way and i think the way we consume culture as well isn't it the way we consume like content now in um popular culture nowadays whether it is via social media the likes of tiktok or instagram or facebook reels or whatever it's um we do find ourselves exposed to elements of politics however um oddly pervasive they may be at times so that even when people say they're not interested in politics or they don't have a particular political meaning, it is kind of um, slyly sneaking in through the mediums that people think they're kind of mindlessly consuming anyways. So it is it is there anyways. Um, so I think it is always good to acknowledge that kind of stuff and do kind of point out the frustrations or the wrongs and things like that without going I'm being political or I'm waving this flag or whatever it's just a case of just yeah yeah kind of looking at it from a human perspective I guess that's kind of what I got from listening to happy medium anyway Mm -hmm. yeah and it's funny you say that actually Chris because like um monotonal living is actually very uh that's you've kind of described what that song's about a little bit with that and also the kind of frustration that even as people sing about how we are angered about that we're just we're just hypocrites to it as well because we fall into that same bracket too and we acknowledge that as well yeah i had the same um feeling when um when we were in the first lockdown and we kind of came we were coming out of that and we had the black lives matter movement and you had quite a lot of people joining in the discussion and um, doing Blackout Tuesday when they changed their profile images to just a blank slate or black slate even and they're kind of like it was great to see so many people from so many different cultures and backgrounds and races and whatever just people just coming together and saying this isn't right and we disagree Um and I'm all for it. I'm all for righting the wrongs of the world and um, anything that oppresses people, really. I, I don't agree with that. But it's it's a case of how can you have the same energy for everything? And unfortunately, with things like that and with things like the... Especially with the in recent months and over the course of this year, you've had like a lot of stuff around the trans community and the LGBTQ community and so on and all the obviously additional acronyms depending on how people want to uh, approach it and it's it seems we're pulled in so many different ways for these different fights and then it's ultimately we kind of 
I think, like you said, the song Monotonal Living, it, it is about, like, kind of just people have these really errant um, concentration spans whereby they focus on things for a bit and then we shift on and move on. And it shouldn't be like that. So, I mean, that's... I wouldn't really say that because I saw the political kind of thing, the political um, label that was applied to yourselves originally. And I was like, kind of, well, I don't really think being aware and having an opinion and giving a shit, basically, makes you necessarily political. It just makes you aware of what's going on and the wrongs and the rights and having an opinion on that. Um, But then you kind of um, delve into it a little bit more in the song, really. But I think it's really hard and it's quite exasperating and tiring to kind of tie yourself to everything, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think there's so much you can talk about, I think music's moved on quite a lot from a lot of traditional like love songs and that being like the kind of angle that people go to. There's a lot of things that you can kind of write about these days that are very relevant in day-to-day life and things that pop up all the time that become quite meaningful to people uh, that they probably wouldn't have like a long time ago. So it's, it's an interesting place we live in now and i think music can really resonate off that with what people write about yeah i think people feel so many different emotions and feelings especially right now as well at the minute and we're not really quite sure how to process them or articulate them that's when music and literature and other art forms kind of come in and one help us escape from the monotony of our world or the frustrations of our world on the outside and kind of um and kind of feel and empathize and feel synonymous with something and you said yourself before um the fact that people may take listen to your music and take a different narrative from it and ultimately when you guys kind of write the idea it's like the Roland Barthes um essay from 1930s i think it was the death of the author once the original piece has been created and it's finished that's the death of the original intention because people will then take that idea and extrapolate it into something else completely different and it's like you're no longer really in control of the narrative as soon as you release (laughs) the music so it's kind of you put your message into the music and you put your opinions and your thoughts and your feelings and whatever you've put the ingredients in there you've baked this amazing pie put it out there and people are tasting it and enjoying it and but then they're taking maybe something different from it and that's the bit where you kind of that's where you where you two had the differing opinions on the different things and it's it doesn't yeah, make it wrong yeah. in any way that's, that's the beauty of it because it can be so many different things yeah. definitely i think you've you've summed it up really nicely there um Chris, i think that's exactly yeah can we get that in writing no um you sum that you sum that up really nicely and it's something that we were conscious of and it it's something that we hope people do do is they take it and and they they kind of listen to it and and make it theirs and i think the lyrics something that chris and i thought long and hard every single word that got put in um was thought about and really had its place um in order to kind of build build the songs and build the album to what it is now so the interpretation of of those different different angles 
I really hope that's, I guess, as an artist and as artists, that's what you really do hope is that people will listen to something and internalize it and make it their own. And um, I think that's what is quite special about music um, and why people connect with it in, in such a way. And hopefully ours is a form of release for that time that, that you so nicely described just there. Oh. I think we've provided, like, we've definitely provided a platform for people to do that, to take their own, they can take it away and make their own. It's not direct. It's not yeah. too direct where it's like, you know, this is what it is. This is what you have to like, you know, mm. this is not a protest and the stuff we used to do was more yeah. direct in that way. Whereas we really wanted to make this album more, yeah, you pass that narrative, like you said, you pass it on to the, the listener and then they can do what they like with it. And hopefully some people might see it how we saw it, but if they come up with something else, that's still that's still cool as well for people to do that. So it makes it more yeah. meaningful in different ways. And it has this like this like wonderful energy. The the song um, En Route Distress it kind of reminded me of a bit of a um, like Black Rebel motorcycle club and like kind of Queens of the Stone Age. Do you know the way in the terms of you kind of have the and I was trying to think of the exact word and it's it's kind of like when you're revving up a motorbike and you're going through a tunnel and it's building up to this kind of like crazy crescendo. It has this like energy that you kind of listen to it at first and you've got like the the driving bass on there and 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 then it's just building and building and it's like a layer. And it's like almost like you're kind of going up this like Lego brick step or whatever crap analogy, but we'll run with it. And like, um, yeah, there's just this. So you have these these lyrics that can be interpolated into whatever anyone else wishes them to be. Um, but you've kind of put your thoughts in there. But then you've also kind of got this foreboding energy throughout. And I think that's that's the that's the good thing about it. It was like kind of I was listening to I was listening to it in the kitchen on the iPad and then on the hold on I'll pause it so on the echo as well and then it was on the Sonos on the surround sound and then I kind of because it's in lossless and Apple music and then kind of then I've stuck some headphones on and you're just pulling out all these different layers and all these different things that you miss on all the different mediums that you're listening to it on um so it's like kind of it's really nice because with each listen you kind of i feel like i'm finding something else different about it and that's that's the beautiful thing about music um and it's kind of testament to all the different elements that each member of the band has kind of added in their own different way so even if they're not necessarily vocal verbally they've kind of added a really key ingredient through their instrument playing there. And I think that's, that's a cool thing as well. So, I mean, it's a shame I didn't get to see you at Tramlines. I'm like kind of kicking myself about it when I was listening to it. I was thinking, oh shit, uh, I'd like to see this live. Cause then you want to see how people react to it and respond to it. And then the energy kind of being created for real in front of you. So yeah, it was, it was cool. But, um, yeah, I like the album basically. It's uh, it's good. It's um and I would really recommend um people listen to it. It's only like 10 songs long. I say only, like it's a disingenuous thing. It's not. It's I think it's really well paced. It's only about just over 40 minutes. So, it's a really cool listening time so you can just listen to it on people's commutes and whatever and things like that. Um but um what what can we expect to see from you guys next? Do you want to answer that, Laurie? Or... 
<laughs> that's that's like that's like the the question that there's no wrong answer to that. Well, it was it was it was. You gonna have could, a break uh, after the festival season? Go and tour. That was it. a standoff. Well, we've we've got uh, we've got some tour dates that unfortunately had to be rescheduled, so we're waiting for those to be released again. Um, we've got at the vinyl. moment. We are vinyl say again, out. sorry. Yes, vinyl yeah, should sure. be coming out on Friday. So, like the rest of the music industry, vinyl stuff got pushed back. So yeah, our first ever debut album will be coming out on vinyl hopefully this Friday. That's so, the 26th, isn't it? Yeah. So this yeah. will probably go out next week because um, I'm off. But like, um, I'll um, put a plug in for the vinyl as well. Um, I'll, I'll put a link in so people can go and order that as well. So yeah, the vinyl's, um, the vinyl's a key thing now, isn't it? Because the sales for those are crazy at the moment, aren't they? So it's a nice way of picking up a bit of it. And will you be coming back to Sheffield anytime soon? It's certainly in the pipeline. We really hope so. We're just waiting to hear on um, a few things out of our control. Um, but we hope to have a Sheffield show locked in as soon as possible because um, it's been too long, really. Oh, you'll get there, won't you? It's um, yeah, it is what it is. But like, yeah, I think um, I do think people are in for a treat when they when they listen to this one. If they haven't already, and if they haven't already, they're idiots. And if they have, and they're going to listen to it again, wicked, go for it, live the dream. But um, <laughs> no, seriously, it's um, it's an absolute pleasure, guys. Um, I know it's been a long time in the uh, in the making, uh, the album, and kind of running up to this uh, chat together. But um, it'd be great to talk to you further down the line as well, and see how things are coming along, and what adventures you've been on as well. So you've obviously you've just been to berlin what's up next for you guys in terms of tours wherever it's a wait and see isn't it lawrence i think at the moment have you just finished yeah, so, it's finished your legs for now yeah yeah it's, i think it's just uh we're waiting on the tour the tour dates to be rescheduled we're hoping to have news about them as soon as possible so maybe we'll even message you uh, message you chris when we find out because hopefully um we will know early this week we're hoping um but that'd be great if we could kind of get some um some sort of a plug in in there with them that'd be uh fantastic i know and uh, if you do find out this week i'll yeah I'll mate, thanks follow on twitter and um you can um send me a message on there and then what Sound i can mate, do yeah, is um, i can yeah, add anything great. in before it goes out Sweet. that's perfect that's perfect but yeah um, i'd like to sorry go on loris no no, no, no. That's it. Yeah, that's that's everything. You sure? Um, yeah. <laughs> Super. Um, but no, seriously, guys, it's been wonderful speaking to you. Um, I'd like to wish you all the best going forward. Um, enjoy this moment because you only ever have your debut album once. So just revel in it and enjoy the ups. Um, don't dwell on the downs and kind of I look forward to see what's coming next. Thank you, Chris. One, Chris. And just before Fine you words. do go, mate, yeah. um, just on behalf of all of us, thanks for thanks for kind of getting in contact and reaching out because our press has been quite limited. So um, we're certainly very appreciative of of uh, of of this, and and, and thanks for the, your support as well, mate. Really, and like the Sheffield support as well. Like every time the Sheffield support, like it means so much to us because we're all 
because we're not we're like adopted to Sheffield basically through yeah. university. Yeah. So any kind of Sheffield support like means the world to the five of us. So, well, you're pretty much Sheffield is in our eyes. So don't worry, you are <laughs> you are you are one of us now. So God's own <laughs> county, but. Um, <laughs> No, seriously, do do definitely stay in touch though, and let's um, talk more about the music as it comes up going forward. Sounds yeah, great. definitely, mate, definitely. Right, but you Sounds, have a lovely evening, good. and go and watch Man United get spanked. Yeah, I can't <laughs> wait for that. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <so> much. Cheers. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Take it but easy, Chris. Guys. In a bit, have mate. Have a great evening. Take care, buddy. Yeah. Bye, bye. Sorry to say that Manchester United actually beat Liverpool 2-1 that night. Well, I'm not sorry about it, but many were. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Laurie, for your time. You're absolute gents. I'm so fortunate to be able to speak to so many wonderful people over the course of this podcast and previous episodes. I'm going to bring this show to a close with the excellent single that was released on the 14th of April, Millennial. Check it out and enjoy. Ninety six.